0: Hi, friends. Welcome to the Connected Families Podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Bellward. Our purpose in this podcast is to guide you to receive God's grace and truth and then to equip you to pass that grace and truth on to your children. Well, Happy New Year. This is the first podcast episode for 2022. I love new beginnings. And I don't know about you, but it is not hard for me to say goodbye to 2021. Well, it might be the visionary dreamer in me or awareness of the deep spiritual significance, but fresh starts are a place that hope grows. As you think of your family, what are you hoping for this new year? Are there small tweaks that would make a big difference? My pastor once said, you can't drift upstream. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Well, today I invited Chad Hange from the Connected Families Leadership Team to join me in a conversation about new beginnings, what to do with our hopes, and how to gracefully lead our families with intention. Chad and I are both parents and coaches with varied experiences in leading our families to be intentional. It doesn't have to look a certain way. Well, later in the episode, we're also going to share a tool from the coaching world that we think would be easy for you to use with your kids. Hey, Chad, welcome.
1: Hey, Stacy, Good to be with you.
0: Yeah. Good to have you here too. I know um, we're pretty excited about this conversation today. Yes. Yeah. About being intentional and starting the year. This is a great time to think about newness, but hey, we're not talking about New Year's resolutions, are we?
1: No, no, this is not your uh, get your gym membership in January and then forget about it in February. So (laughs) it's a little different than that.
0: Yeah, I threw New Year's resolutions out the door a long time ago. I just couldn't handle all the all the shame. (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Yeah. Especially when it comes to, for me, New Year's resolutions around like uh, reading the Bible, reading through the Bible the whole oh, year. Yeah. And, you know, I'd start out and then I'd be like five days behind. And yeah. then it's like, ah, what, whatever, you know, just kind of yeah. giving up on some of those things or exercise, whatever it might be.
0: Yeah, it was the, the failure train or the failure <laughs> snowball of New Year's resolutions. And we are not going to talk about that today. But let me ask you, Chad, when you do think about the New year or new beginnings and the hopes that you have for your family, what does come to mind?
1: Yeah, I think the part that you just talked about with your pastor is saying that you really can't float upstream, right? You're yeah. you're just there's an intentionality that comes with that and I was watching a, a documentary on Lewis and Clark and just the like I don't know very much about sailing and if I talk about it for more than uh, 10 seconds you'll know that, but but just the the fact of sailing up river. Like right? we start in on the Mississippi River, we end up kind of going to the Missouri River and we're it's all upstream. I mean that that's work. And uh, that is uh, kind of mind boggling to me. And if you just decided to float, right, you would just be deposited back into the Gulf of Mexico here. And so (laughs) that's kind of that that idea of a family that sailing that is intentional, you know, just just moving in a direction, although the direction might not always be a straight line, right, point Mm -hmm. A to point B. But that that sort of new beginnings of like we're on a discovery We're we're looking for something different than what maybe the world is offering us even. And if we're going to do that, we've got to be intentional about it.
0: Right. I mean, Lewis and Clark had a goal and they were working to get there. Yes. And I mean, I don't know, maybe my goal is the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. that doesn't sound uh, all bad. <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Yeah, especially at the new year in, uh, yes, right. in the yeah. north, right?
0: In the north of the United States, right? We're mm-hmm. probably looking out the window at snow right now. But, yes. but yeah, Lewis and Clark had a goal, and that's what we're really talking about today is how do we reach those goals and be intentional about that? Well, I think the reason that I'm super excited about this is just, I think about some lessons that I feel like the Lord has taught me through some of my my mentors. I consider mentors, even those, those authors and people that I love reading. And Susie Larson is one of them. She talks so much. She had for a long time around stewardship okay. and the responsibility of stewardship for my own life, for my giftings, for my family, for my children. I, th- I feel like um, the layer of the framework called incapable kind of comes into this. I'm also sort of stewarding the growth of my kids' giftings. And so I want to be steward. But then also in that is, you know, You know, Chad, I love studying the Bible a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) I love the book of Ephesians. I spent a lot of time in there, but Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, I, I, I don't have it in front of me, but it says something like he will do immeasurably more than all we can think or imagine. That makes me so excited. Yes. Like I can't even imagine the good things that God has for me. And I sort of think of those kind of like the goal, like I could either go after them or I can drift further away from them. And I don't want to drift further away. I want to be a steward and go after those things.
1: Yeah. And that's, I mean, we we're talking about kind of uh, new beginnings and what we want 2022 to look like, you know, it's an active going and getting yeah, uh, as opposed to a passive sitting back and hoping for the best. And again, mm. that's, that's what brings me back to the intentional piece is like, I work with lots of parents who, over the years, will get to their teen teen years or parenting teens now, and they'll say something like, "I just don't know how we got here like we didn't yeah we didn't really set out for here. we just thought that dropping our kids off at Sunday school and having a devotional you know and just doing some of those sorts of things would get us to the place that we really wanted to be and somehow it didn't. And I think about that oftentimes is just kind of a lacking of a plan or just not really having that intentionality to go after it, yeah. right? Rather than kind of let it happen. Yeah, uh, and I think that's yeah, exactly. So it brings us back to to drifting there.
0: That's really good. And this conversation to me feels particularly applicable in, in this time because of the things that are going on in the world, because of the mental health issues that we're hearing around our children, the anxiety, oh. and the depression. I feel like this conversation brings a spark to families to say, hey, we're not victims of our environment. We're, we're going to present a tool, the wheel of life to say, no, I'm going to go after some things in my life and have ownership, have agency and make my life what I want it to be. And that feels to me the opposite of a victim or just feeling like, man, the world, it's just so hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and holding it in balance with, there are really hard times and seasons in our life For where, sure. oh my goodness, we just, we don't know. We are floating and we're losing <laughs> ground. And it, the temptation is to just say, oh, well, right. Yeah. All, all may be lost, but I think there's a, there's something just that's incumbent in us as, as parents to go, hold on a second. where's our hope come from? Uh, how can I guide and lead my family as best as I can, knowing that I don't have control over the outcome or the results of my kids' choices or behaviors. But we've seen it many times and we've got our own stories about um, trying to stick with it and provide opportunities for growth and vision for what could be, even though we've maybe been drifting for a season or a time, it's like, hold on, let's drop anchor here and not lose ground. And let's chart a course out for where we want to go.
0: Oh, yeah, well, that's a good point. Because if I thought back through my life, I, I feel like I have been pretty intentional, but I feel like it's kind of like, <laughs> I wish there was a boating analogy that I could come up with, but I feel like I do. Oh, I know canoeing, right? You get in the canoe and you paddle, 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 and then you're tired and you just sit. <laughs> I need a rest. And then yeah. you do start drifting a little bit and they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, and then you paddle, paddle, paddle. And I would mm-hmm. say that's a that's a good picture of um the way this sort of intentionality has worked in my life anyway. It's not like it's a constant all the time thing. Well, Chad, I think as we're having this conversation, there's definitely some people who are hearing us talk about being intentional, who hear goals, who hear, you know, let's move forward. And they think, oh, boy, I do not like these conversations. Usually they're all about fixing problems and what's going, you know, what's go- not going well yeah. and they don't like them. They just mm-hmm. run from them. <laughs> yeah. What do you think's under all of that and what do we say?
1: For me when I when I hear that I think about A list of things that I need to do again, a place where I'm already falling short. I already feel bad. I don't need that heaped on me. And so these to-do things, here's your checklist, do these things and, and get back on track. And here we go. This is far more about, in my mind, just this wondering and asking the Lord, like, what's our family about here? Where do we want to be at the yeah. end of the year? I had this great idea. I thought it was a great idea. And I, I brought this to the family uh, several <laughs> yeah. years ago and just said, hey, I know what we should do. It's January. We should be setting you know, goals in terms of Bible study and prayer and asking God for certain things. And I was all excited about this. And I would say that one of my kids was excited about it as well. And the rest, it was just kind of like crickets or. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, you don't get it. I mean, come on, this is so important. And and so I think there's kind of a mix here of some things that we that I think went fairly well in at least how we tried to cast a little bit of vision and then things that just fell flat. And so mm-hmm. if things have fallen flat for you in the past, I would just say, hey, hang in there. Keep on with this conversation because I think there's going to be some things that that come out of here that are going to be hopeful and helpful.
0: Yeah, because we want to kind of think like a coach and not put our own agenda for parents that can be just controlling. I see the places that you need to grow in and I'm going to put in place this plan for you. And there are definite personalities in our families that will just push back against that. And so coming at it like a coach is, Hey, you know, you guys get to set the agenda of what you want to accomplish. Yeah. So I love that. So what you just said is that this is not a problem solving conversation. This is not a, we have got to fix the issue of screen time this coming year, you know, let's get together and make a plan for that. We're not talking about that today, are we?
1: No, no. This is a, an idea about, and I phrase it like this a few times with parents that I've been coaching with. You're starting out in 2022. You have the opportunity to be different at the end of the year like you have an opportunity to have some things change between now and at the end of the year. And as parents that I coach oftentimes come, and it's pretty natural for me too, There's like, we need this fixed now. And when I start thinking about that, it's like, oh, man, I start to feel anxious. This is a problem. We've got to get it stopped. Rather than what kind of small steps would we be taking today that would have us in a different place by the end of the year? That if we consistently did this small thing, if we consistently engaged in this kind of activity, there'd be a strong likelihood we would be in a different place by the end of the year. And I think it's that little bit longer term view of where we want to go, as opposed to this quick fix, we've got to stop it. And uh, what tips can you give me to you know, make my child uh, do this thing differently? So I think that's that's the shift, right?
0: That's definitely the shift. I mean, we talk a lot about that problem-solving conversation in other courses that we offer at Connected Families, like the Entitlement online course or the course that you and I wrote, Power of Questions together. Like, how do you grow responsibility? How do you have the conversation around getting your room cleaned or those types of things? But this is more about stewardship, about growth mindset. It's like inviting our families families into this vision of what we would like to see at the end of the year. And it could be as a family. Or it could be individual, but it's a way that we're stewarding our kids' capability. Like, what would you like to grow in? And so that's where I think at the beginning of the show, I said, I'm excited about this conversation. I love having it with my kids because you're just casting vision for them of where do you want to be in a year? And that to me is an exciting conversation.
1: That's huge. And I think the, the opportunity to, to think that way frees us up as well. To get out of the just looking straight down, I'm in this day, it's like, oh, let's just lift our eyes up a little bit and go, God, what, what, would it, what could it look like a year from now or five years from now? If I start thinking through this lens of growth and inviting and engaging my kids into that uh, to take some ownership for their own growth.
0: Yeah. And I can imagine that just some parents thinking, wait, this feels like an older kid conversation, but I would like to say, I think kids as young as five can have this conversation. It's just Mm -hmm. about the things that are important to them. And then as parents want to lead them into other areas, and we're going to talk more about the tool, the life wheel tool, and give some ideas about how you can use it with small kids, like five or seven or 15. But let's Let's talk about some practical ideas for how parents could go about leading their families gracefully in conversations. So let's start with the big picture and just talk about that. So where should a parent start, Chad?
1: I think there's uh, a couple of places here, but thinking about getting buy-in, right? So if this is something that you come up with and you say, hey, I've got this great idea and we're going to do it, that's likely not going to be a, uh, received well by everybody. Now, right. There'll be a child or 2 it'll be like, yeah, let's do that, right? But there's likely going to be somebody who says, I don't want to do it. So we're, we're really working hard at inviting into. I might start by just saying, hey, you know, here we are at the beginning of the year. And I'm just wondering if there was something that you'd like to have different, something about you or our family, or what would it be like any, any ideas about that? And I would just expect wild and crazy and random ideas. Right. So especially with younger kids, they're going to throw out all sorts of things, video games all day, every day, uh, chocolate, <laughs> macaroni for, and for, cheese every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> chocolate for dinner all the time. Right. And, and I just try to roll with that. I was like, oh yeah, yeah that's interesting. I mean, what else? Okay. And what else is just such a coaching question. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh my goodness. What else? Yeah. What else? What else? And there's going to be a nugget or two in there that you can pull out. You go, oh, wow, that's that's interesting. Let's just write these things down. And and so there's a, the invitation into it's a bigger thing. And I don't know where it's going. That was always hard for me because I had an idea about where it should go. And I like having control over where things should go. And, and I've got these great ideas and all the things. So backing off, I just I don't know where this is going to go. Yeah, Let's get curious about this, about what it could look like by the end of the year. Just that introduction, I think is really important.
0: Yeah, that's super good as we're talking with our kids. I think that I usually take a step back even before I get to that initial conversation with my kids. And I need to do some thinking and praying. And for me, it's usually Mm -hmm. with a journal myself. We were talking about personalities. My husband's not so much on board with this. I can remember when we were first married. And I was like, we got to the end of the year and I was like, let's go away for a whole day and talk about our (laughs) intentions and let's talk about what we want for next year. And I thought, I I mean, I thought he wanted to like crawl into the ground. Like, are you kidding me? I don't even, (laughs) and so I realized, okay, I, I get pretty excited over this stuff, so I'll just own it. And I always have. And so I spent some time with my journal and with the Lord, and it could be in 10 minute segments or just however it fits into my schedule and I do a lot of gratitude like like looking back on the year cuz I want to fill myself up for all of this yeah. like look what God's done look what we've accomplished to look at the great things and then I also do just some thinking around our family what's working what's not working mm-hmm. what are some areas that you know I would like to see changed that's my own thinking and, and prayer with the Lord that's probably not things that I'm going to bring to the kids those are own my own strategies sure. that I'm gonna set in place yeah but I am thinking around that called and capable for my kids. And Mm -hmm. how I can support them in their growth so that then when I have the conversation that you just described, Chad, that I have some idea of how I can lead the conversation and I'm going to want that to come out in questions and not mm-hmm. in telling or, yes. you know, and I'm going to show a little bit more with that wheel, how that has looked in our family.
1: I like that. I like the personality differences too, because I'm a verbal processor. And so for me to go and write a bunch of things down in a book, I would have to talk those things and then hear what I said and then write them You know, and so I think what you can also take away from our conversation is that you don't have to be the journaler and you also don't have to be the, you know, free flow. It's like, Hey, all right. Hey, let's have this conversation and kind of see where it goes. Like you can be thoughtful in the way that fits for, for your personality and how that flows out from you. So I think it's the heart, it's the mindset behind that. And, you know, one of the things that I I really like is if you had friends like this, but I go over to some friend's house and, and they would kind of have this have this door frame maybe or this wall and they would. They would have the measurements of their kids.
0: Oh yeah. Um,
1: over yeah. the course of uh, you know years, uh-huh. and uh, and you would they would say, well, th- you know, at age five they were this tall, and at age six they were this tall, and and it's one of the things that gets me excited about this conversation as well because we start thinking through the lens of kind of measuring growth. Yeah. If, if this is something that becomes a part of who we are, and it's just our family ethos over the course of months and mm-hmm. years. It's kind of like that doorframe where we're going, wow, you were this little back then, or you were like this, and now you're this tall, you just keep growing. And there's so much affirmation. I think for our kids and for ourselves, and that builds momentum. Yeah. Oh, I want to keep growing yeah. because of the ways that I've looked backwards to see how I've grown this far. So for me, that's a good image of growth. It's happening, and uh, it's something that we yeah. can we can affirm if if this is something that we will continue to to move in over time.
0: For sure, celebration. We're going to talk more about that later, but celebration is the fertilizer for more growth. Yeah, and I, mm-hmm. as I I'm looking at the end of this year, I'm like wow, I have gotten to be a better gardener this year. (laughs) That's fun to look back even at yourselves. Like how did I grow and measure my growth? I talk about that a lot, even in my Bible study and my faith. How have I grown in the Lord in the last year and to put some thought into that? Well, I love this conversation. We need to go to a break, chat and we're going to come back with lots more practical tips of how we've worked this out in our families and then share the life wheel with everyone. So we'll be back in a minute. Well, hey, everybody, this is Stacy. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed, confused, even guilty in your parenting? Do you want to stop the yelling and fighting? Stop regretting your actions? Stop missing out on the joys of parenthood? Parenting is hard. Well, registration is open for the eight-session online course called Discipline that connects with your child's heart. At Connected Families, we know that parenting is tough and you need help. The problem is that traditional parenting advice isn't working. It's causing anger and damaging your relationship with your child, which makes you feel overwhelmed, guilty, and even ashamed. We believe this can't be what God wants for your family. Thousands of parents have found hope using our simple framework based on biblical principles and brain science. After finishing the course last year, one dad said, I have so much more confidence as a dad and a husband. I always felt my weaknesses and lack of a sense of direction. After taking Discipline That Connects, I feel like God has provided me with the help I needed. I have a direction to grow forward. I can't tell you how much better your guidance has been than nearly anything else I've ever read or heard about parenting. Are you ready for change? Discipline that connects with your child's heart is designed to tone down the chaos and bring more peace in the home. Register for the course today. When you register, you will receive many bonus materials and extra resources, including live Q&A sessions with Jim and Lynn Jackson. Go to the show notes or ConnectedFamilies.org for all of the details. I hope you go and register today. All right, Chad, well, we're back after the break, and I loved what you mentioned at the end, right before the break, about measuring your growth. I love that phrase and all of the, the various areas of our life, and it, it reminds me of the slogan, kind of whatever we like to call it, that we use here at Connected Families. We did a podcast episode on it for at the end of the year last year, and it is a connected family is connected to God. Connected to each other and connected to their purposes in the world. I love those three categories, yes. even to think in terms of measuring your growth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gives some handles for us to look at. It's like, how connected are we are to God? It's our faith piece and to each other, our family relationships, friend relationships, perhaps. And then what are we here for? <laughs> yeah, How are we connected to the things that uh, maybe God has in store for us? or so the good works that he has prepared in advance for us to do.
0: That's right. And and so I think even if that's all parents took away as an exercise, write down on a piece of paper, connected to God, connected to each other, connected to our purposes in this world and measure your growth in those areas. And think in terms of what would I like those areas to look like in a year from now? Mm Boom. You did some intentional thinking for sure. That would be good. Well, as we go forward, I know you and I have talked about two pitfalls that we just wanted to mention. So what's the first one, Chad?
1: Yeah, sometimes uh, as parents, we'll talk about what I would just refer to as the absence of something versus the presence of something. So we're setting a goal maybe, or we've got this vision for how we'd like things to be. And, And one example might be, well, I don't want my child on the screen so much this year. That's the absence. That's what I don't want. But what's the presence? Like uh, I do want my child to discover more of their passions this year. Okay, sure. so that that would be a goal worth pursuing rather than something to not do. It's like what would we be moving toward? What would that look like? And so I think describing it like that uh, is helpful. I need to stop yelling more. Okay. Mm-hmm. As a, that could be my kind of absence of something, absence of yelling. But what's the presence? What do I want to be there instead? I want to peacefully engage with my kids in conflict, right? That might be language that a parent could adopt. And it's the presence of peace as opposed to the absence of yelling. And uh, in our coaching and the things that we've grown and learned in around coaching, that's really important. That mindset, how you talk about things and what those goals look like. Is, is really an important piece.
0: It indicates how we're going to show up. Is it a negative perspective or is it a hope-filled growth mindset? Like I have something positive that I am working towards. I can see that would be a huge shift. And again, this isn't a problem solving conversation. This is a vision casting conversation for our kids. So those, you know, problems around screen time are those things like, you know, take the power of questions course. And we have a whole conversational framework there for you to have. Yeah. Well, here's the other Pitfall that we just want to warn you about is that it's so important to stay out of shame. We mentioned it at the beginning around New Year's resolutions a little bit, but it can look like, you know, we hardly go to church anymore and we barely talk about our faith. And switch that to, I want to grow our ability and our frequency to talk about faith this year. So it's a little bit of of the same that you just said, but the shame part of it is we're just failing. It's we're failing so much and Mm -hmm. to just don't let yourself go there, you know, stay in a brain space of the immeasurably more that God has for us. There's so much more. I just need to take one baby step one baby step. And the Holy Spirit is going to just fill that and help us move forward. Right. So those are just two pitfalls that we wanted to talk about. We're going to move now to talk about the life model and just how it works. And I like it because it is so adaptable. Really, you need a piece of paper piece of paper and a pen. So each family member. So Chad, you talked about calling the family together saying, Hey, you know, I want to have this conversation about life and about being intentional. And I want to talk about the vision for what we want to do this year for ourselves and for our family and the more lighthearted we can be. Now, Chad, I know you mentioned like, this could be a conversation with a family Mm -hmm. or with your kids, Or it could be a conversation with just one person.
1: Absolutely. I, you know, you know, your family and there are certain kids who you might want to or you just think it's better. It'll just go a little bit deeper. Or there's just, you know, some kids will be a little older and have uh, an ability to engage with this differently. To have those individual conversations is totally fine as well to just meet with uh, with a child, make it fun, lighthearted. Maybe there's some food or some laughs in there uh, yeah. as well. This is not one of those. Now, let's sit down and have this conversation. Oh, no, I mean, yeah. It's, uh, you know, you can and feel the weighty, like this is serious business. It, it really is inquisitive and curious, and I've just been wondering, and I've just been thinking, and wonder about you and what you're thinking, and those kinds of things. But individually, I think is is good as well. I just remember having family meetings and having our kids bouncing off the couch cushions. Right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it was uh, not super orderly all the time, and so sometimes yeah. individually you can get more done.
0: Yeah. When my kids were little, if I wanted to have a conversation with less Distractions, and they knew it was like a little more focused. I can remember it was at McDonald's with an ice cream cone. We didn't mm-hmm. go to McDonald's <laughs> like hardly ever. Not that mm-hmm. it's that bad, but with an ice mm-hmm. cream cone. And then as they got older, it was Starbucks or around us it's Caribou with a hot chocolate. Yeah. It was fun for them Then it felt mm. really big and serious. But so here's how it worked in in my family and. Yeah. Um, I'd say, hey, everybody, like bring a piece of paper and a pen. Um, We're going to just go through this exercise that I learned. And so I would have them draw a circle kind of like an old wagon wheel on their page as, as big they can fill the page and then draw a dot in the middle. So that's the center of the wheel. And then what we're going after is we're drawing a line to the outside from the center to the outside. So making spokes in that wheel and every spoke then will eventually be one of the key parts of of their life. Okay. So this was an exercise for each person in my family to do individually. And so for one of my daughters, one spoke would be soccer. Another one would be volleyball. Another one would be youth group friends. And so it's really interesting too, because you see kind of the important categories of their life to them. So they can, so they write those spokes. So they're coming up
1: with them, right? I mean, so they're coming up totally. You're not telling them, Hey, so here's the things maybe you should put in there or, Hey, here's what I'm putting on mine right here. Like, here's the right answer sort of thing. This is just them saying, Hey, these are the uh, important pieces for me.
0: Right. So I said, what are the big parts of your life? Write that on there. And if they can't write the words, then you can help them with the spelling. And no, I didn't offer suggestions first. They start then if they need help. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's yeah. think through it. How about friendships or, you know, I'm just throwing out ideas. They get to choose right. what are the important areas of their life. I definitely can lead them to faith is important. Our faith in God. So we can put that one down. And so we can lead with some areas that we just want to I have some thought around, but then the second step is I invite them to put a number value on each spoke. So I ask the question this way from one to 10, one is the best is the best that it could be. How happy are you with that area of your life? Mm -hmm. So now the exercise is going around to each spoke and putting a number value on it. Is my, are my friendships at an eight or a four? Or a 10 or a one or, you know, so they get to do that. And then, and so then maybe you want to have a little conversation around that, invite them, anything you want to talk about, about any one of those areas. Let's talk about that. If they don't, that's fine. But then the third step then is let's just pick one of those areas for our conversation today to think about a year from now, how could we make that number higher, How can we get it up to a one? How can we make that area just a little bit better? And what would that look like? And so now we have gotten to a place where we've really looked at our lives and we're ready to set some goals and be intentional about how we want that to look. That's the wheel model. That's the life wheel model. You can use this with five-year-olds. You just have three spokes, maybe. <laughs> yeah. You use it with middle schoolers, and there might be six spokes. Um, yeah, and I use it for myself all the time, and there are a lot of spokes on my wheel.
1: <laughs> yes, right. Well, and it's interesting that you would pick then pick just one area. So if you've got six or eight or ten or fifteen spokes, this isn't a how do you get all of those to be the best that they can be. Now it's it's picking one right. It's, yep. And obviously just even writing those things down as spokes, putting something to them impacts us, but you're again, not asking for a wholesale change in all of the things you're just saying, what's important to you. And again, if I'm the child here, I'm thinking, wow, this is about me. This is about what's important to me, how yes. I want to see these things. And, um, uh, I can feel it, right? As you're talking, I'm like this feels really good. This is a this is about me kind of being in control of of my life and maybe even my growth.
0: That's right. And so as a parent, I don't have an agenda. They get to write down what they want, and this is what we talked about in the beginning. I'm stewarding called and capable in them, and I'm modeling for them how to be intentional about their life and to take ownership about where they want to grow. So then I can lead them in making a short plan. You know, you know, Chad, let me step back because when you said just one, yeah, for my I, I think for kids, it could be too much to do more than one. Now, parents Mm -hmm. can decide that, you know, your kids, but having just one thing to think about and to grow in and then to make a plan that's enough even for just one conversation, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. you wanted the conversation to be pretty short, mm-hmm. short-ish for them.
1: And I think you, you also want the, it to feel like there's progress. Like, you know, so what would move your number to make it closer to a one or the number that you'd like it to be? Now we can get some small bite sizes here and some small, perhaps some, some victories and wins and momentum that um, will allow us to maybe move it into some other areas. Uh, later or the child will be, well, I think I'm doing all right here, but now can I look at this one? Yeah. So it kind of creates that momentum rather than a, that overwhelmed, again, that shame piece where we've all experienced uh, to varying degrees. I said I was going to do this and then I didn't do it because mm-hmm. I bit off more than I could chew in that situation. And now I feel hopeless. So right. I can I can feel just the small steps that uh, could come along with this as well.
0: Yeah. And you know, you're in the conversation and they set a goal. And so some good questions to ask. Are what is your goal and why is that important to you? What will it take to achieve your goal? Mm -hmm. And to achieve your goal, what steps can you control? These are important questions. We'll have them in the show notes because I can remember when, you know, one of my daughter's goals was I want to be on the varsity volleyball team. Ooh, as a parent, that was a hard one to talk through Mm -hmm. then because, you know, there are a lot of factors that are outside of her control. So what can we do to come alongside you? What is a goal that is achievable for you? What will be, you know, what will you be proud of at the end? I did what I said I would do. You know, is getting on the varsity volleyball team something that you can control? So that, you know, big conversations around there or how would I want so and so to be my friend? Yeah. Wow. So there's some things you got to talk through as far as setting a goal that your child can control.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it leads to lots of good conversations. If I want so-and-so to be my friend, you know, there's conversations about what a good friend looks like and uh, how you determine who your friends are and what about this person is, is important in terms of friendship. It opens up and maybe this is where we would get off into our coaching you know, tangents of like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Let's, you know, my, I could just see it, my kids and sometimes their eyes would glaze over if they saw me get excited. And I was going to take a deep dive into asking a bunch of questions. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay. Uh, hold on. But there, there are some other questions that kind of uh, naturally come up to with a goal like that yeah. Uh, as well. Cause I don't want to say, no, that's, that's crazy. You could never make the volleyball team, but it's like, well, what do you think? What do you, what would you need to do? And what are some yeah. small things and what would that look like? And just try to pull some of those pieces out, but yeah, yeah helping to, to at least modify some things that might need to, yeah. to be modified.
0: Right. So parents, the minute you start to feel like you got to control the conversation or, you know, change what their goal could be, pull back, just get more curious, ask more questions, be really gentle as you guide that, that conversation. Well, we just have a couple of minutes left, Chad, but I do want to talk about accountability. What does that look like? You, you, you know, the parent has the conversation. They've set some action steps. Okay, this is what we're going to do to go forward to, to reach this goal. Then what? What happens after that?
1: I think there's a a question in that moment where you say, well, how do you want to be held accountable or what would this, what would this look like? Should we check in once a week? Should we check in once a month? Depending on the goal, is this a every quarter kind of check in those kinds of things? I think, especially the older the child is, the more control they need to have around that. And then also recognizing that depending on their goal, I might not be the best person to hold them accountable to it Mm -hmm. because there are certain things that I might not be very curious about, or might be like, oh, you're not doing this. And now it's going to feel a whole lot more like getting called into the parent's office here to kind of be like, well, you're not measuring up sort of mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, you know, so sometimes there there may be some other people that might be better to uh, to hold our kids accountable in those things. But I do think regular check-ins, depending on what what that looks like, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, what are some small steps, some small goals that they've agreed to take? And then we're just checking in and say, so how's it going? Right. And it's far more about the child's perspective of that than it is about me. Like, oh, no, you're not doing this. You know, it's like, how do they think it's going?
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: What are the things that they've put some effort into around this? How do they think they've changed? Are good questions as opposed to me tossing in my perspective on that.
0: That's right. As parents, we need to remember whose goal it is. And make sure that it's their goal and they care more about that goal than I care about that goal. I -hmm. care about their growth and they're being intentional about their life and, but the goal is theirs. Good. I, I like that. And then, you know, you mentioned earlier a little bit, and I just want to touch on it. You know, what happens if they don't follow through? What happens if they don't reach the goal that they wanted to, you know, we've talked about staying away from shame and failure and all of that stuff. Well, well then how as parents, can we frame that conversation?
1: I know that you've been doing this for quite some time as well. And I, and I'll just toss it back to you. I've, I've got a couple of thoughts about it, but I'm curious about how have you done that? Like, what is, what does that look like for you when kids haven't, haven't met the goal?
0: Well, this reminds me of a phrase that, that a therapist actually said to me, is this a hammer or a lesson? So what just happened or the experience you had, is it a hammer or is it a lesson? So we're going to hammer ourselves over the head with the failure or the not reaching the goal. Are we going to make it into a lesson? And that totally fits right along with growth mindset again, (laughs) that I keep mentioning, Mm -hmm. but you know, we're teaching our children to be flexible. Okay. Well, uh, we learned that that goal or maybe the way to get to that goal didn't work so well for us. We it turned out our schedule changed or whatever, you know, circumstances changed or just motivation wasn't there for that way. Whatever it was that didn't make it happen. Okay. All right. Well, let's move to plan B. Let's just mm-hmm. regroup and let's see if there's a new plan and we'll try that. And it might work better. I hope it works better, but if it doesn't, that's okay. We'll move to plan C we're not going to dive into the failure bucket. We're going to dive into, all right, we can switch this up and we can learn from it. Mm -hmm. And we can even throw the goal away if it's not important to us anymore. And we can choose something else.
1: That's a really important piece because I I think, tendency is to go, well, no, we're, we're going to stick with this. And I think there are certain situations where you stick with the goal, but if you ask the question, how important is this goal to you now, as opposed to when we set it, you set it, uh, you know, six months ago where zero is, it's completely unimportant and 10 is it's just as important as it's ever been. Yeah. Right. Well, it's probably a Two, one, you know, it's really not all that important anymore. Some things have changed, right? So we're adaptable with that. And, uh, you know, so now what do you want to do? I think about sometimes like the mall kiosk, you're just identifying like, where are we? You are here. You go to the mall and you look for the the map and you go, where am I? Right. Yeah. And then where do I want to go? Well, that's over here. Well, how do we get there is really the question. And it's, mm-hmm. it's okay to reframe that you're, when you go to different mall kiosks, you're at different places. And the, the, the way forward is, is different than the previous one. So I think that's an important piece. It shows some flexibility too, for us as, as parents, our goals change sometimes our direction changes at times. So
0: that's right. That's right. We have to end this podcast talking about celebration. And we we didn't fit that into the whole conversation, but I feel like it fits everywhere. And it's nice. almost just as important in every stage of it. You know, I mean, I talked about celebration as far as looking back on my past year, and the growth that I've experienced, woohoo, like awesome celebrate yes. little mini celebration in my own mind with that, when I'm having a, you know, talking with my kids or kid or one child, you know, high fives. Awesome. You know, like, look at your spokes. Look at that one. That one, that number is higher than this number. And you know, why is that? And like, awesome. Look at, look at how great we're doing in life. And then afterwards, as we are having these more, you know, call it accountability, maybe more like check-in conversations around them. Celebration is so important in those places.
1: Yes. Make it a habit to to celebrate the small things, the small yes. wins, even just setting a goal.
0: Right? Yeah, it, right. It takes
1: thoughtfulness to yeah. put something down onto that spoke and then staking a claim for it and saying, This is how I want to be different in yeah. a year from now. I want yeah. to be working on this. That's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, You and I even started out this conversation kind of feeling a little jaded, I think, with uh, like goal setting around the gym or, you know, just like the shame that that brings. It's like, man, let's just celebrate the fact that we set a goal here and uh, we're going to be excited to see what happens, uh, you know, uh, a year from now, but especially a week from now or Uh a month from now. And I think from the Connected Families perspective, thinking through the lens of ABCs, the ABC affirmations. Again, too, it's like that's a way of affirming our kids, not just, hey, good job, but it's mm-hmm. the action, the benefit, and then the character. What, what character are we seeing developing right. in our kids just builds momentum again for more of that thing that focuses fertilizer that we oftentimes refer to.
0: So, you know, we're at the beginning of the year and I am getting ready to have some of these kinds of conversations with my kids, but we're going to celebrate this year because uh, last year, one of my daughters had the goal. She wrote it on a postcard and she said, you keep it mom. And so I'm going to bring it out again. And her postcard said she wanted to get better at drumming. Wow. (laughs) Has she worked at drumming? We put together, like we found a a next level teacher instructor for her and she's had new opportunities. Celebrate. I can't wait to celebrate with her. Now my other daughter on her postcard, she wrote down, she wanted to grow the habit of writing in her gratitude journal every single day.
1: Oh my and goodness. that's
0: what she worked on all year and just amazing. In fact, a, it was probably about a month ago. She told me, mom, I'm to my second journal. Wow. I, I, I say that because number one, celebration is so sweet. So sweet. So do it, do it in a big way and just celebrate the growth of our kids, but also they get to set their own goals. And I can step back and, and just support them in however they want to be supported as they're going after these things. Love it. Do you have any it's final thoughts, Chad?
1: Yeah, I think that the big picture, if I can just pull up to 30,000 feet here for a moment, is that when, when parents move out of the, in the connected families framework, you're safe, you're loved, you're called and capable, you're responsible. When, when we can get ourselves out of just looking to try to get behaviors to change, like we've got to get this behavior to change. And we start lifting lifting our eyes up to the future, like where, where could we be with God's God's grace and direction and the hope that we have in him and the purposes that he actually has for our family? what would we be like? Like, where could we go with our unique gifts and talents and direction? Just asking God for direction about that, that that's where I think I see so much change in families getting out of the just day to day we're surviving. And I've been there. I get that, that that's survival mode. It's real Mm -hmm. for seasons, but taking a moment to lift our eyes up and go, God, what? Could this look like? What would our family look like in a year, or two years, or five years, or ten years if we start working towards your purposes and growing? Yeah, just just growing that gifts, the gifts and the talents that our kids and our family possesses. And again, that's lofty, but I get it, and we work really hard at staying on the ground. But I do think that 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 vision, when families catch a vision for what their family gifts and talents are, and how they can bless other people with those things change. The purpose of our family being together changes. Um, so anyway, that's for me, it's it's back to the sailing. It's back to sails up, winds blowing, where are we going? Find the fixed point on the other side of the sea. It's not going to be a straight line, but but over time, knowing where you're going is really important.
0: That's right. Well, thanks for that, Chad. That was a good 30,000 foot overview. I appreciate that. Um, I love having these conversations. Chad, Such such a good one today.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. And I appreciate just, uh, you know, your, your willingness to kind of share your experience with this as well, because you've been trained in coaching and uh, these tools are not only valuable for clients, they're valuable actually for our own, for our own family. So thanks for the effort and the excitement and enthusiasm you bring to this conversation as well.
0: Oh, thanks, Chad. Well, we want to hear from you. What did you find helpful from today's episode? Let us know by sharing a comment and please subscribe and leave us a review so other families can find us more easily. Well, for more information, go to connectedfamilies.org. I'll see you next time.